developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at more advanced and in-depth techniques for how to use your FastPass Plus reservations to ride as many rides as possible in a day. Find all the episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. Special shout out to Magical Lauren for leaving us a review on iTunes, and we'd really appreciate it if you could do the same. Connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, with any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to go over. Tweet at us at www.deciphered, or you can like our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Also, for those of you in the States, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. Back in episode 13, we recorded our beginner's guide to FastPass Plus. And so we wanted to um, get into a few more advanced tips and tricks, uh, advanced techniques for how to use your FastPass Plus reservations, how to maximize them, and how to get more uh, in a day than you would as a normal user. So, you know, I should um, cite my sources. A lot of these tips and tricks come from the Backside of Magic podcast, which is a podcast that Leslie and I both love. The reality is they uh, have close to a doctorate in this kind of stuff. And so they are really into hacking and maximizing their FastPass Plus reservations as much as possible. We will not go as in-depth as they do, but this is kind of more of a simplified version of the kind of techniques and tricks that are out there. And also... You know, a secondary source that we used is mousehacking.com, which has a nice uh, write up of different ways to use uh, FastPass Plus. Yeah. So, have I lost you yet, Leslie? Not yet. No, I think it's important that they're really, truly uber advanced ways to hack FastPass. But the reality is, is, if you're like we are dragging around a bunch of kids and you have babies and all of that, it's really hard to to do that kind of hacking. So what we want to try to do is give you the intermediate lesson, I would say, in making sure that you can maximize, but still keep it real because you're not going to do the crazy stuff when you have kids with you. Yeah. And I would say everything that we're going to talk about in this episode is stuff that I have done with little kids uh, in tow. All you need to accomplish most of these things is to have one hand free. So if your other hand is pushing a stroller or dragging a kid along, uh, you should be okay. All right. Super dad, Joe. Let's dive into it. Uh, We're going to go over four basic things today or not basic, but four things today. The first thing is, you know, kind of what are the most important rides to try to get a fast pass plus reservation for? So Leslie, why don't you run down for us, you know, at each park, what are kind of the most sought after fast passes that people should be prioritizing? Sure. So magic kingdom, the, the big one is seven dwarves mine train 
still years later, <laughs> that is still the one that you have to get if you don't want to wait in line for an hour or two. And uh, Peter Pan as well. That's always incredibly popular. And that's the one, if you have younger kids, you're probably going to be snagging that one as your as your top choice. So those are the two big ones. And there are a lot of rides in Magic Kingdom that are fast passable. And a lot of them are huge wastes of fast pass. So if those two rides matter to you, those should be absolute top of your list. You agree with that, Joe? Yeah. And just a reminder, if you do not have a Disney hotel reservation, you can only book your fast passes out 30 days in advance. If you do have a Disney reservation, you can book 60 days in advance, but over the course of your whole entire reservation. And so this is one of those advanced techniques. I will not get super into this, but let's say that 60 days from today, I have a 10 day Disney world hotel reservation. Then I can make fast pass reservations for all 10 days of that stay. Um, so it's kind of 60 plus 10 days that uh, you can get. Uh, I'm not going to go into that here, but yeah, if you are doing Magic Kingdom, you want to fast pass Seven Doors Mine Train or Peter Pan. Um, Peter Pan, you should be able to get at 30 days out. Seven Doors, you kind of have to be in that 60 day window to get because it's still just so crazy. All right. What about Epcot? Epcot, um, Frozen Ever After is still super popular. Um, that's I'd also add in their test track. Um, if if you're going to get, um, you know, want the thrill rides, that's one that I would I would consider. Soren is a lot easier to walk on, so I don't think that's as as crucial for the fast passes. But yeah, Frozen Ever After is still the one that people are loving these days. Um, at some point, the Frozen <laughs> fever may end. We don't. Does Frozen when. Two come out in like two years yeah. or a year? Yeah, we've got like another decade. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for the 60th anniversary. Frozen will finally uh, <laughs> calm down. All right. What about uh, Hollywood Studios? Not a lot. N- not slim pickings here. Slim pickings. And the all the Toy Story Land attractions are in tier one. So you can only pick one of them. And that one that you should pick is Slinky Dog Dash. That is still the hottest ride. And I imagine it will be until Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens. So, you know, that's that's the one to get. I, I don't really have a, a super big second choice, but maybe, maybe Tower of Terror um, because the other thrill ride rock and roller coaster that I love in Hollywood studios, you can single rider it. So there's hacks for that that don't necessarily require fast pass, but yeah, Hollywood studios, we're, we're still watching and waiting for there to be more in, in demand attractions. Yeah. Give it about uh, 13 months. And then uh, finally, this is the really hard one. Leslie animal kingdom. What should you be fast passing? It's such a hard, hard question. Of course, Flight of Passage. <laughs> that will be popular until you and I are old and gray, um, Joe. <laughs> so that's that's the one you have to get um, in Pandora. You can go back and listen to to Leslie Goes to Pandora, a, a, one of our earlier episodes over the summer where I finally ate crow about how much I love Animal Kingdom now with Pandora added to the mix. But that's, that's the big one. The safaris also, the Kilimanjaro safaris are another one for families, if you have younger kids, that you're going to want to snag as much as you can in advance. All right. So that covers what we think the main fast pass attractions that you need to prioritize are. And again, um, if you do not have a hotel reservation, that's 30 days in advance. If you do, it's 60 days in advance, uh, but over the course of that entire reservation. So those extra days really do count and matter for flight of passage. If you're booking flight of passage 68 days out or 69 or 70 days out, um, you know, you're going to basically be able to pick uh, whichever day, whichever time slot you want. Okay. So in terms of strategies, 
The first strategy I'm going to share is mouse hacking has, I think they've the ones they're the ones who've come up with this name, but it's called the tap and grab. What do you think that might be, Leslie? Hearing hearing that, uh, you know, I don't know in this day and age, but <laughs> no, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. This, 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 this podcast is rated G That's for right. general. Sorry, audience. sorry, sorry. You know, you asked. So. Um, <laughs> the um, it's your app. It's using your app to to get fast passes. You expand on that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And not a euphemism. You're actually using no. that. Okay. okay. Yes. So what you need to know is this. When you go up to the line and go through the FastPass line, you're going to tap your magic band or your card on the FastPass on the Mickey head, um, and it'll light up. As soon as that's done, the My Disney Experience app considers your FastPass used. And what that means is, let's say I have three FastPasses in a day which is your allotment. And I tap into Seven Doors Mine Train at 10 a.m. My next fast pass is, say, Buzz Lightyear at 11 a.m. Well, what you can do is while you're going through the Seven Doors Mine Train fast pass line, although I should note that that attraction has like no service once you get inside. But if you have service on your cellular, uh, what I can do is I can modify or change or look for better times for my Buzz Lightyear. And if I can find one for 1020, even while I'm in line, I can move Buzz Lightyear up to 1020. Um, so you can see how by doing this, you can move your 11 o'clock up to 1020. And then once you go on Buzz Lightyear, you can do the same thing. You can move your 12 o'clock up to, say, 1045. And you're going through these rides a lot faster and using up those fast passes. Why do you want to do that? Because once you use three, from that point on, you get a fourth that you can keep adding. And then you just keep doing the same thing throughout the rest of the day. Say I went on Jungle Cruise third after I tap into the jungle cruise. I grab my fourth fast pass for wherever I want to go. After I tap into that one, I grab, tap and grab, tap and grab, tap and grab. Does that uh, make sense? Yes. And, but we should probably back up and, and make sure people understand that when you're booking fast passes initially, that you can't have fast pass windows that overlap. So you could book you know, something at 9am and that's from nine to 10, but you couldn't book anything else till 10am to 11 and 11 a.m. to 12. So it's often really hard to squeeze, I mean, you know, three rides to get them done by lunchtime um, when you're making those fast pass reservations. But this way allows you to squeeze everything into tighter a tighter time frame. Is that fair? Yeah, that's a great point. And what you're preventing is going to Seven Doors Mind Train at nine and then standing around and waiting until 10 to go to Buzz Lightyear. You're just kind of speeding up the process. Of course, I this is actually the least used of the techniques that we're going to talk about for myself personally, because what I'll normally do is between Seven Doors Mine Train and Buzz Lightyear, I'll like, my kids want to take a ride on teacups or whatever, or I'll go on the People Mover, which is my favorite ride, um, favorite slow ride at least. That's that's why I don't personally tap and grab a lot, but that option is there. And especially if you're not with kids and you're trying to like get on as many rides as possible, it's uh, very useful. That's right. Yeah. I, I don't use it as much myself either because those early morning hours, the standby lines are short. So I don't really need to <laughs> use the fast pass. But, you know, again, if your goal is to get as many fast passes as possible later in the day, then that's where this comes in handy. But if your goal is to to ride the kitty rides with your kids, then, you know, that's not necessarily what you what you need to do first thing in the morning, at least. Exactly. All right. So te- second technique is called the refresh technique. This is the technique that I use the most and you want to use for hard to get rides. The thing you everybody knows is that my Disney experience is terrible and the back end, who knows how it works. 
in this instance, I think this works to your advantage because FastPass availability just changes randomly and on a whim, and it changes second by second. And so FastPass is open up kind of like all the time throughout the day, but it's hard to find them. This refresh technique can help you to find them. So here's what you do. You pull up your My Disney Experience app. You go to either a FastPass that you have, or if you've used up all your FastPasses, just add a new FastPass. So either you're going to say, modify a FastPass that you have, or add a new FastPass. And then at the top, you can choose between like what time slot it is. So like 3 p.m., 3.30, evening, afternoon. All you're going to want to do is search at 3 p.m., pull down, which refreshes it, see what FastPasses come up. If nothing comes up that you want, switch it to evening or afternoon, pull down, refresh, switch back to three, switch back to afternoon, switch back to three, switch back to afternoon, keep pulling down and refreshing. It is some kind of magic, but most of the very hard to get rides will show up. You know, this is not the hardest ride, but I just did this randomly, like at a stoplight. I went to Animal Kingdom and I was like, oh, let's see if I can pull something up. The first time I searched, there was nothing that I wanted. Uh, and then when I refreshed, all of a sudden Navi River Journey was there. So this refresh technique can really get you to those hard to get rides. And I've personally been able to use that to get Seven Doors Mine Train, Soarin', Frozen Ever After, um, Tower of Terror. Like it's worked for all the big rides. Um, the only one I haven't personally gotten it for yet is Flight of Passage. That's great to know about. And yes, I think a lot of people, especially newbies to the My Disney Experience app, just kind of give up on it because they're like, it's not working. <laughs> and sometimes that's true. It, sometimes it really is not working, but sometimes it's just that refresh that, I mean, with all of its features, but even more importantly with FastPass that you, you have to force in order to, to see what you need to see. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly have had times myself where, you know, the tech just isn't working. And, um, you know, sometimes you just shut your phone down and turn it back on and hope it starts working again. But, you know, maybe you have to go to guest services if it gets really bad and it's not working at all. But that is something to be aware about. And you can you if you are more persistent in the refreshing than other people, then there is payoff for you. Yeah. And the great thing about the refresh technique is this is something you can practice at home. Um, And in some senses, it does require practice because once it comes up, you want to click on it immediately and then book through and make sure you correctly modify your party. As long as you have a ticket attached to your My Disney experience, like let's say you're going in two months, then Disney doesn't know whether you're at Disney World today or not. And so you can search for fast passes and add fast passes for today as much as you want. So you can test and practice that technique. Um, I have so the backside of Magic guys have definitely gotten flight of passage before via fast pass refresh. Um, and so you know I know that it does happen. It's just yeah, I personally haven't been able to do it. Uh, the other thing is you should know that Disney sometimes will release extra fast passes at random times during the day. So that's just another reason to say, you know, just try to be searching at all times, keep refreshing, see what you can find. All right. And so then the last thing that we wanted to talk about was Rider Switch going digital and what that exactly means. Leslie, can you just briefly remind us what's the concept of Rider Switch? So Rider Switch is what it sounds like parents taking turns, taking care of kids too young or too scared to ride and switching off so that the second group, you know, the next parent or the next older sibling can go and ride the ride as well. And the second group of riders don't have to wait in line a second time. So it's a, it's a way to shortcut the line, usually using the fast pass entrance 
for that second group. And uh, yeah, so switching off, it's it's been very hackable um, over the course of Disney history. It's maybe less hackable now, but um, yeah, is that is that a good intro at least, Joe? Yeah, and I think what people need to know is that there is no, I guess, official Disney policy about how this is exactly supposed to work. But we'll just run through with you in general how it works. Let's say. You know, since this happened before, uh, myself and Leslie are mistaken as a blended family, and we're with our kids. <laughs> and so, myself, Leslie, and two kids, we show up at a ride. We ask for a rider switch, and so we'll say, "Kid B is too short, so can't ride this ride." So Joe is going to ride first with Kid A, uh, and then Leslie is going to get a rider switch. So the cast member will say okay, who wants the rider switch? It's Leslie. So they'll ask Leslie to tap her band and they'll put a rider switch onto her band digitally, which kind of works like a fast pass. But you can also say, hey, can Kid A, and I would just be honest, be like, hey, when Leslie goes later, can Kid A ride again while Joe waits with Kid B? And the answer is always yes. You can have up to three people get these rider switches. Um, And so they'll also put the rider switch pass on Kid's A band. So then Joe and Kid A go through the ride have a lot of fun and then leslie and kid a can go ride again there's a time limit for this Um, if you're going through the fast pass line you have an hour and 10 minutes in general and if not then they'll just take whatever the standby time is and they'll add 10 minutes to that so they actually like kind of type in or add in like an actual time window and from what i'm hearing most of the rides these days have like a dedicated rider switch person which um, is something new Yes, yes. I've usually seen somebody. They're usually right by. They're usually right by the fast pass entrance because people are using fast pass and rider switch together for the most part. I mean, that's what you should be doing. Um, there's no reason for the first group of you to wait in a long standby line. But uh, yeah, I, I've. They're usually our cast members, and it is the return time for that second group is a moving target. Um, I've seen it myself where, you know. They, they just, they give you an hour or sometimes they give you an hour and a half, um, but the window doesn't start till 30 minutes later. That's especially with Flight of Passage because it takes so long to get through that ride. So it, it's it's not really clear. They'll just tell you what your return window is <laughs> when you, when you check in and ask yeah. them and you, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little annoying and maybe even depending on your, um, how you feel about these things a little bit stressful. So I would just talk to the cast member, honestly, be like, is it possible to extend this window because this is like a little bit too crazy for us and we're going to be stressed or maybe you're around lunchtime and it's like, Oh, we were going to eat. Let's say you have a reservation on your MDE. So I would just talk to the cast member and be like, make sure that the return time is something that's realistic for you. And most of them should be um, pretty decent about it. The last thing we'll say, there's a lot of like differing opinions on this. There's, I don't think there's an official Disney policy about whether the entire party has to have fast passes for the ride in order for you to utilize rider switch with going through the fast pass line. Personally, I would estimate that 80% of the time, if I have a fast pass and I take kid A, even if Leslie doesn't have a fast pass with our blended family, um, she'll be able to go in with rider switch. So your mileage may vary for that. So I wouldn't risk it for rides like Flight of Passage. Uh, although, Leslie, I know you've been successful doing that at Flight of Passage, right? 
Yes. I, if I have passage, I had no problem with if only the first party had a fast pass. Where I did have a problem was at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It actually, I didn't have a problem because all of us had a fast pass at the time. But if we had not, I'm not really sure what was going to happen. Because at um, at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, they actually treated it very treated us very differently. They had us all go through the fast pass line and then trade off at the wheelchair exit of the ride in real time. So we actually never got a rider switch loaded onto our magic bands. We just did it right then and there, um, which was bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere else. And I don't know whether that's standard practice on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but they told me it was because my son was tall enough to ride so he could wait in line, but because he did not want to ride. So I'd love some feedback for people who've done um, Seven Dwarfs Mind Train because that could be that could be an odd bird. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we should wrap it up here. But just to review, prioritize the most important fast pass rides when you're making your initial three fast pass reservations, either thirty or sixty days in advance. Practice the tap and grab technique, which is after you tap in through the turnstiles at Fast Pass Plus, uh, not turnstiles, but like the Fast Pass Plus Mickey heads. Make sure you move up your next fast pass or grab your next fast pass, whatever you want to do. Just remember, as soon as you've done that first tap, you can modify your future fast passes as much as you want. So you can save time that way. Use the refresh fast pass technique to get hard to get fast pass plus reservations by refreshing the fast pass plus page on your, my Disney experience app furiously while you're walking around the parks. And then finally um, do know that rider switch has gone digital and be prepared to, use that accordingly. That pretty much sums it up, right, Leslie? I think that's a lot where people's heads are probably spinning now, Joe. <laughs> we yeah, just, just got go a back. lot more advanced than we yeah. usually do. <laughs> yeah, go back, listen to the episode, get out a notepad. Um, you know, honestly, one of the reasons behind this episode is because we had got a listener question about it. So, you know, following up from our episode 13. So, you know, hopefully this helps those of you out there who uh, have been wondering about this. Finally, we'll end with a Disney do and don't since this is my forte, I will end with a Disney don't for Fast Pass Plus reservations. Don't book a Fast Pass for the first slot of the day, like 9 a.m. There's no real reason to book a Fast Pass Plus at 9 a.m. when the park opens because they're basically, unless you're going to Flight of Passage or Seven Doors Mine Train, there are no lines at that time. So go ride whatever you want. Have your first Fast Pass Plus for like 9.30 or 10 or whenever um, and that way you can be more efficient. And if you're tapping and grabbing and moving your fast, fast plus reservations up, then you're not even, you know, losing time. You can still finish your first three by noon. No problem. So that would be my Disney don't. Great tip, Joe. Oh, boom. I just got avatar flight of passage by refreshing screenshot. Wait, wait, wait. So I missed it. I totally missed it. What? <laughs> Are you not paying attention to me? I said, boom, I am. just got avatar flight boom. of passage. Boom. Refresh. <laughs> <laughs> refreshed got avatar flight of passage for 3 55 p.m today on november 8th 2018 Wait, oh you just you just actually got it in real life i didn't realize you were saying yes. you got it yes okay refreshed. i totally missed i thought you were that was a hypothetical i did not realize that was a reality nope okay okay fresh fast pass works okay okay Sorry. go ahead terrible podcasting but there you go proof that you can get flight of passage via the refresh fast pass technique all right. So that about does it for this episode of Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find all episodes of the podcast, you can find it at DisneyDeciphered.com. You can contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or on Twitter, WDWDeciphered. We'd also really appreciate it if you liked our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or 
the best thing is to leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find this podcast. Thanks so much again for listening. Hopefully, I haven't confused you guys too much, but if I have, please feel free to email us and we're happy to answer any questions that you might have. Other than that, Leslie, I will see you at the front of the line. Thanks, Joe. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.